everybody. So this is so exciting. This is the Hallmarkies podcast and I'm Rachel and we are here to do another episode of our non-Hallmark uh, Christmas movie report uh, and uh, where we cover uh, from Lifetime and all the other channels and occasionally feature films. Anything that is not on Hallmark that's Christmas related 2018, we are here to cover it. And I'm Rachel and Amy's here. Hey guys. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on and and uh, and for watching all of these movies, <laughs> really appreciate it. No problem. You this are a soldier. This Christmas. is fun. It's like my le- my weekly uh, Rachel meeting every week, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. I'm gonna miss it. We'll have, a, we'll have to maybe we'll have to figure out a new show from uh, uh, come the new year or something fun, a movie yeah. update or something. Anyway, we'll figure it out. It'll be great. So this is exciting. I have eight films that I uh, have seen (laughs) since we last reported and on different networks, different things. And so it's going to be some some good, some not so good. So you have six, correct? Yeah. Uh, Well, I have five and a special. Yes. Okay, good. All right. So let's just start off with, uh, with hopefully one we both liked, one that I liked at least. Let's talk about A Very Nutty Christmas. So this movie was on Lifetime. It starred Melissa Joan Hart and Barry Watson and Marissa Jarrett Winokur in supporting. And it's about a, a woman who's a baker and she's very scheduled and everything. And she's trying to make 15,000 cookies for the army or whatever. And uh, she ends up getting help from a nutcracker that is brought to life. Uh, and that's Barry Watson. And he was pretty hilarious. And if you like sort of magical realism, like something like Elf or Enchanted or whatever, then this will be something you'll enjoy. So what did you think of it, Amy? It was so cute. I, it was like, okay, it was like my dream come true. Okay. I was born in the late nineties. So I grew up with reruns. Well, seventh heaven was still on the time, but I would grew up with re maybe Sabrina was on a little bit while I was alive, but like I grew up watching reruns of those two shows, like watched them every Thursday night. We watched seventh heaven or maybe it was Friday night. I don't know. We watched them. It was my childhood. So to see the two of them together, was it blew my mind <laughs> like yeah. i was like this is just like ooh, mind blown um and it was really really cute the only thing i didn't like about it my only little pet peeve <laughs> was they didn't really do i would call it i guess fan service at the end they didn't find a way for the nutcracker to stay alive and that kind of i was like darn because like they would be so cute together but he went back to being a nutcracker and then there was a handsome army guy that or serviceman that was like came and was yeah. her nutcracker. but it was definitely a, a bit of an unexpected ending i, I agree yeah. with you i don't know if i'd say it's fan service it was just like everybody expected yeah. him to somehow it was the opposite of fan service is what I was trying to say. Like it wasn't because yeah. if they would have gotten together and it would have been like a magical way to keep them alive, I feel like that would have been fan service. So this was kind of like the opposite. I just don't know if there's a term for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was an, an, an unorthodox ending, I would say, uh, for a romantic comedy. And, you know, like usually in a romantic comedy, the, the couple gets together, even in Elf or Enchanted or, you know, these things, you don't have the, the couple partying. So it was, it was uh, unusual uh, I agree with with you there, uh, but I don't know. I kind of 
uh, there is a side of me that thinks, ooh, they've left it open to a sequel <laughs> somehow. But I guess, yeah. True, yeah. I don't know but, how that would work, though. Like, I guess he shows back up, the Nutcracker, the next year, because he said he was, like, coming back or whatever the note said. So he shows up, and he's like, wait, who's this guy? And then they, like, compete for her affection. Oh, yeah. perfect. And I think what made it work is that everyone played it straight. Nobody mm -hmm. was, like, winking at the camera. Nobody was, I mean, everybody just completely played it completely. Uh, like, this was a real thing happening. And I think that's how magical realism works when it works. I, I like, uh, in, in the movie Elf, the thing that makes that movie, I think, work is that James Caan and Mary Steenburgen character play completely straight. Like they play this, like they are real human beings dealing with this elf person. It's not, a, it's, it's not a, there's nothing really that over the top about their performances, mm -hmm. right? Like his performance is because he uses a magical creature. Of course it is, but their performance is pretty grounded. And so I don't know, I think that's, that's why it works. And I think you could say that for the most part here, everybody's performance is pretty grounded and realistic and there are actually some really sweet moments i think where you know she's she kind of admits they have some nice dialogues nice conversations about uh how lonely she is hey, uh how many stars do you give this um i'm gonna give it like a three like a three it was solid mm -hmm. it was good i enjoyed it i'll watch it again yeah i i'm gonna go a little higher just because it did make me laugh and a quite a bit so i'm gonna go 3.5 yeah, that entire movie, I was like, how are they keeping a straight face? <laughs> like, it was really funny. There were a lot yeah. of good gags. So, yeah, it was it was bonkers, but in a really fun way. But it's not quite on Christmas perfection levels. Mm, nah. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think now. Do I have an off-network favorite so far? I gotta think about that. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Oh, Christmas Perfection is definitely mine. But anyway, all right. So the next one I'm going to talk about is called Jingle Bell. And this is uh, starring Tatiana Lee and Cornelius Smith Jr. And then it has Tempest Bledsoe, Loretta Devine, Keisha Knight Pulliam. So a pretty stacked cast. Uh, the story is very tired. Like we've seen this a million times. Uh, you have the girl who works for the advertising agency that gets sent back to her hometown to write a Christmas jingle. And she ends up, of course, having to write it with her ex, who is the teacher at the school. It's like almost exactly the same as Christmas Wonderland, for instance, or we've seen it a million times. Mm -hmm. um, and for this kind of story to work, you have to have really good chemistry and it has to be like pretty good writing, I think. And this was pretty bland. It wasn't awful. I didn't want to die, but it, it just didn't really do a whole lot for me. I didn't think they used the really good cast to the full, fullest extent of their abilities. Uh, it was just, it was pretty dull. It just didn't, they just didn't do anything kind of interesting or uh, charming or anything <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know. It was just very, very, very bland. If you've never seen a Christmas movie about a girl who returns to your hometown, then you'd probably be like, oh yeah, that's pretty decent. <laughs> if you have, then you're not going to like it. And so uh, I give it uh, two and a half stars. <laughs> Isn't like half of the Christmas movies these days about a girl returning to her hometown? Yeah, exactly. 
and this one did nothing new. I mean, I really loved A Majestic Christmas on Hallmark this last weekend, and that one is kind of basically the same story, but that one, they had some neat little things that you don't always see, and they had great chemistry, and, and uh, so that one I, I thought was really charming, but this just... It's not awful. I just, it was just blah to me. <laughs> so two and a half, <laughs> two and a half stars. So next we're going to talk about A Twist of Christmas. So this stars Vanessa Lachey, Brendan Zub in our leads. It has a little Christian Convery from, uh, I think he's on my post art, maybe. I don't know. He's in a lot of Hallmark stuff. And as a little boy, but it was so weird to me because I felt like they should have swapped kids. She should have had the, his daughter because, mm. and he should have had the, like, there's no world where Vanessa Lachey has a child that looks like Christian Convery. Like, yeah, you know, I, like blonde, very, very Caucasian, very like not mixed at all. And, but that's a nitpick. It doesn't matter. But, um, but anyway, I was just like, but he could be adopted. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He could be adopted. You never know. That's true. But it was just funny because they had the other kid, the other little girl, definitely was mixed of some kind. And, and didn't look from, like either of her parents at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, why did they do that? That was weird. But it doesn't matter. Anyway, and so basically this this is uh, about this these two workaholics. They're single um, parents uh, that are trying to get these gifts, their special prize gifts for their kids that are put on hold at the store, toy store, and uh, the lady at the toy store accidentally gives them each other's gifts because they're like wrapped and, and, and everything. And so then they're trying to match up with each other and they end up, all these different shenanigans throughout the whole day, end up spending the whole day together. And of course it starts to like fall in love and they hate each other first, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't know, what did you think about this movie? Oh, it was so cute. It was so close. I have this, like, fantasy of a Black Friday romance, uh -huh. and it got so close to my dream of that, and it made me really happy. It was just super cute how they swapped the gifts, and then they ended up helping each other out, and, like, just, uh, especially because, like, her, to her um, at one point, her car got towed, and he was, like, he could have just been, like, oh, well, I'll call you a cab or whatever, yeah. but, you know, he was nice enough to, like, drive her, like, six places or something ridiculous like that so it was just it was really cute and I, I really enjoyed it I liked it yeah yeah I really enjoyed it also it's not like my favorite but I really thought it was fun I think that there are some terrible elements as far as the acting and some of the other stuff I thought but I I did think that I that I liked the fact that neither of these people were villainized for working hard yeah. Or portrayed to be, you know, in love with their job too much or whatever. Like they, they were both treated with like they were a little bit obsessive and maybe they did calm down a little bit, but it was never villainized. And I appreciated that. I also appreciated that you know you have a single parent story that I think a lot of people will connect with. Uh, the stress of the holidays, the stress of seeing your uh, significant other with, uh, for him at least, with other people. I did think that whole scene where. <laughs> they get the doctor to use the stethoscope on the presents was hilarious i was Perfect. like why don't you just call your housekeeper and ask her where what did she write like it's can you 
understand. That was so funny to me. I've been hired for the past like five years by some of the moms that I babysit for. Uh-huh. And I will wrap the gifts. <laughs> and there's been quite a few times where they've had to call me and be like, wait, what's in this one? Yeah. <laughs> because I sit there for like hours. The kids will be at school and I'll just be sitting there wrapping like the few days before Christmas. And I've done it in quite a few people's houses. And it's 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 pretty hilarious. I don't know if kids listen to your podcast, but it's it's just funny when the moms have to call and be like, uh, <laughs> what, which, what is this? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. And you remember, right? Like, I'm yeah. sure she would have remembered because it wasn't that many presents. Yeah, and, it's and like I'm a like, thing. Yeah, I'm like, I, of course, like the long skinny box is this. And this is, I'm not going to say anything specific because I do Especially know. Especially because it had just been that day. Like literally, because that's, <laughs> this all takes place over the course of a day. So she would have just wrapped it like a couple hours earlier. It was so funny. But uh, like a week later or something. Then yeah, maybe yeah, then she might have forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Also, I have to say, I don't feel like they had super great chemistry. No. Mm-mm. Between the two of I them. Didn't. I don't know. Yeah. But I still overall enjoyed it. And so I would give it three stars. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with 3.5. I, I, I really liked it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Good. We're actually going to interview, um, Brendan Zub on Saturday. Uh, so that one should be fun. <laughs> and I do have to say also, I was totally on team Vanessa as far as the, uh, who was in the right. Mm-hmm. She got there first to check out. She was the one, like, he was the one that got a button in. I'm like, no, you wait your turn. <laughs> Oh, okay. I have to ask you though. During that movie, they were advertising that Oreo record player thing. Yeah, that was so funny. The entire time. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you remembered that. And my little brother came in the room at one point and he started watching it with us. And he like, suddenly he walks over to the computer that's in our living room. That's like the family computer. And he starts typing and I like go over and look at it. And he's trying to buy one on Amazon. (laughs) I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, that had to be the most random product placement I've ever seen. The Oreo record player. <laughs> and Lifetime has been really heavy-handed in their in their product placement this season. I mean, or maybe it's just Hallmark's laid off a little bit, because they used to be terrible, you know, about that. But, uh, which was the one that, um, it was my Christmas in. They had like a really long segment in my Christmas Inn where they were talking about Balsam Hill and they like showed the <laughs> website and there's like, here's the different parts of the website. Look how amazing. I was like, what is this? And there was one recently, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm, oh, I'm, it might've been a TV show, but someone was talking about Wayfair for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and like the website Wayfair, Wayfair. And I'm like, geez, this is not a home improvement show. Like what? Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, I wanted to ask you. This reminded me of that. I know you asked the guy from Science Seal Delivered about the woohoo he always drinks. Did you see oh, the yeah. Did you see the woohoo pop product placement in the Christmas Chronicles? On Netflix. Oh, no, I didn't. That's funny. I wasn't paying yeah, attention. I saw that and I paused and I was like, oh my gosh, Rachel probably was like, haha, or whatever. I don't know why that stuck with me, like you and Woohoo for some reason. I'm yeah. sure you don't even like it. No, like, it's terrible. It's like chocolate water. It's horrible. But for some reason, that, that interview with that guy from Science Seal Delivered, that's what stuck from that. I don't know. Yeah. Check out my interview with Eric Mabius. It was really good. <laughs> 
Do you hear about woohoo? <laughs> is that what it's called? Is it called woohoo? It's called yoohoo. Yoohoo. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the Sims over here. Woohoo. No, yoohoo. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you were just really confused with Christmas Chronicles. You didn't know Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> so lost. It is so funny, too. Like, I have gotten probably more comments about you not knowing who Kurt Russell is than I've ever gotten about a podcast. I'm sorry. I Googled him after the fact and was like, oh, duh. Like, I don't know the word. Oh, I'm sorry. I should go respond to comments. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. I love it. So I'm going to talk about one that I saw. It's called Merry Wishmas. This stars Tamala and David Mann, who are amazing gospel singers. They are incredible. Such amazing voices. I had never heard of them before, but now I like want to go get their album because they are incredible. <laughs> and this kind of feels... a quite a bit like a, like a Tyler Perry movie uh, in the style of the humor and the other stuff. Uh, and it, it's, it has a very extremely, must have extremely low budget. This is not like a, it's not on a Hallmark or Lifetime level, <laughs> this movie, as far as the budget and the filming and other stuff like that. Um, Kim Fields is in it. She's always good. Uh, it's, it's about uh, this um, woman and she returns to her uh to be with her mother and she has this old high school friend <laughs> like they all do i don't know my high school was slacking i don't have any like a male at least high school friends i don't talk to anyone i went to literally i haven't talked to anyone i went to high school with and i graduated only three years ago <laughs> so like what <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. uh we're getting a, uh, next year will actually be my 20 20 year uh high school reunion that's just <laughs> which is crazy, but, but anyway, uh, and uh, he runs this, uh, he runs this nursing home kind of thing, and it's, it's having problems, and, uh, and it's, is it gonna make it, or whatever, and there's all these different characters uh, that are having problems, and um, it uh, does have some messages of faith, uh, obviously with the gospel music. I wish it had more music, even more music, because that was definitely the highlight uh, when we got to hear people sing. Uh, some of the humor really falls flat, <laughs> um, but some of it occasionally was funny. I did think her wardrobe was super snappy, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want that clothes. They were really cool. Uh, so it's harmless. It's not great, but um, I don't know. I give it three, three stars maybe like 2.75 uh but if you're in the demographic and it sounds like something you'd like it's it's harmless so all right let's talk about life size two <laughs> so i did watch the first life size the day before watching this like on friday i think and it's cute it's 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 sweet little it has a nice little message <laughs> and i enjoyed it um, and then I put this on and I did not enjoy it at all. I thought it was kind of terrible. And I think the only thing for me, the only thing good in this movie is that Tyra Banks is crushing it. Like she's having really fun. You can tell she has a lot of energy. She's very positive and she's, it's, so that's good. I like that. But I just thought that all the attempts to make it grown up were so like cringy. They like, yeah. 
I mean, from the very beginning, like having, ooh, did they sleep together? This, this, uh, what, I forget her name. What was her name? Grace. Grace yeah. and, uh, and Eve and whatever, I guess, if you want to have her explore sexuality, like, I guess that could be interesting, but it was all just so clunky and it just like so many jokes about sex and there's jokes about hookers and jokes about, I mean, it was just, it wasn't funny and it wasn't interesting and it was just awful. I hated it. I, I thought that it just felt like, look, we're trying to be so grown up. Ha ha ha. Look at us. Look at us. And um, instead of, I don't know, like something like Love, Simon, let's say, that obviously has some grown up themes, but was done in such a sweet and, uh, and you know, nuanced way that I have no problem with at all. This was just, every joke was about sex and it was just, I don't know. And, and like the, the Christmas part was so wedged in. I mean, if yeah. you're going to have them sing Be A Start for like three times, including one time in rap, why wouldn't you have one that's sort of holiday edition? That's dumb. And yeah, it was just, I thought it was terrible. I hated it. What about you? Um, I was so disappointed. That movie meant so much to me as a kid, the first one, and it had such a good message, and it was a family movie, and I remember watching it with my entire family. Half, I, I want to say, like, 20 minutes into this movie, my mom looked over at my little brother and said, you can't watch the rest of this, because it wasn't, it wasn't family friendly. It really wasn't, and it was trying too hard to be adult, and even though it was trying to be adult, and I am an adult, I didn't really like it. I, I don't really like adult humor like that. I don't appreciate it. And it just, it really just didn't, it, it was just disappointing and it was awful. I didn't like it. It, yeah. And I felt like, honestly, I love the cast. I love um, the, I, Grace the main girl who played Grace. I really love her. I mean, she was in one of the cutting edge movies. She was in Secret Life of the American Teenager. She, everything she's done, I've liked until this. And I'm just like, and you know, I like Tyra Banks too. I've gone to quite a few um, tapings of America's Got Talent. So mm -hmm. like, I really enjoy Tyra Banks and I think she's a good host, like on America's Got Talent and stuff. But just this movie was just not my cup of tea. It was terrible. Like that doesn't, it was just trying way too hard to be edgy. And so yeah. just telling a good story. Like I don't have a problem with, LGBT representation or characters mm -hmm. that are dealing with it. I don't. But like when it's just put in there, I felt almost more for shock value than anything yeah. else. Then That's what I just, thought. It's just patronizing. It's not it's not effective or interesting to me. It's just patronizing and irritating and I didn't like it. Uh so I mean I, I, I think that you know diversity in cast is cool, but has to be done better than this. That's for sure. So I, I have it. I gave it a uh, one star for Tyra. I'm not even going to rank it. It just, yeah, I'll, I'll never watch it again. And as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist. Only the first one does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. So that was a bummer. Okay. Then we saw the Christmas catch. We both saw this. This is on up network. And this is about this woman who is this detective and she, they're like uh, doing undercover work for with this guy who is, they're investigating because they stole this, uh, this diamond reindeer. 
And <laughs> that reindeer looks so fake. Anyway. It's so bad. Also, like, but like I know the diamonds are like super expensive and everything, but I don't think that you'd go to all of that trouble for like it was so small. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I guess if it was I don't know. I guess that is still a lot of diamond if it's like this. Yeah. But why would you when the world would you carve a, a diamond that's that big? Why would you carve it into a reindeer? Like what? It's terrible. Anyway. I was expecting it to be like 24 karat gold or something also, because I was like, this is too yeah. much. Like it, it really did. Oh. It looked like it was made out of like it just looked like plastic. It was yeah, it, it probably was. Like Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and she is like not only the worst dater in the history of the world, but she's also the uh, the like the worst detective you could ever imagine. Like she cannot pretend to be this other person. She's so bad at it. And I guess that could have been funny if they had played it up as funny a little bit more. Like they'd had her. I don't know. It just was kind of like. Also, were you kind of expecting the other cop guy to be in love with her? Yeah, I was a little bit. I was expecting you to be, like, a little romance or something. Because I was like, does he... Because there wasn't one. So I'm like, does he have a girlfriend? Or is he, like, married secretly or something? They just didn't talk about it? Because it was weird that they didn't have any sort of, like, conflict like that. It just seemed like the way that he would talk about her and the way that he was kind of protective of her, it was... Mm-hmm. Like, is he in love with her? And that's going to be the kind of thing, like, this this other thing doesn't work out. And it's like, oh, look, the guy was watching your back the whole time is really was really in love with you or is the match or whatever and I mean really the only thing that I have for this movie is I did think that the, the lead guy I guess Joseph Canada he he was very dreamy I thought he was very very attractive. I feel like he was too pretty to exist like, yeah. <laughs> that's fair it was like you're too pretty but this movie like I liked it I I really did enjoy it mm-hmm. um I just thought it was funny, like, especially in the beginning, because everything she did, the whole flirting thing and the screwing up and all that stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me around any male, like, <laughs> that's me, um, so I was like, oh wow, this girl, I relate to uh, uh-huh. very well, um, but there were just, like, some weird parts, I mean, I feel like if you were actually really in an investigation like that, maybe you wouldn't be, like, I don't know, kissing the subject. Like, I don't know. It just seems a little... I think that you would at the very least be taken off the case. They'd be like, eh, we're not going to have you go back. Yeah, like... Helping feelings for this person. I don't know. It just seems weird. And the thing is, like, I feel like when they do investigation... Well, we find out later it was a fake FBI investigation. So obviously it wasn't really done like a real... FBI investigation was because it was faked but like you'd think they'd give you like more emotional like evaluations and stuff before you start these things but I don't know (laughs) yeah the 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 big reveal of the FBI captain being Karen I think it was like oh dear I was Uh, like also would that ever happen because like you can tell on badges by their number if they're fake so like (laughs) Well, and also, like, there's all kinds of paperwork and yeah. other things. Like, the, it's not like you just work with the one person with the FBI. Mm-hmm. And this is all, I'm assuming. But you work with many people, and they're going to be like, um, we don't know her. We don't look, we don't recognize her at all. Like, who is this person? What? <laughs> also, like, if the mom had been a police captain for, like, years and years and years, she'd probably have an FBI contact by then. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. This one didn't do it for me. I just, I don't know. It was just too, like I said, I thought he was dreamy, but that was really all that I got out of it. Uh, and um, and I just thought the acting was pretty poor. And I thought it was weird that they, <laughs> it's like, I think they got Yannick Truesdale for like one day. And mm-hmm. his role was to basically be kind of the catty gay guy who they call <laughs> dating device. Like, what? Like, I wish I had somebody like that in my life. That I do. On the phone at all times, ready for me to 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 go to when I need a uh, when I need advice. Like, uh, I I, uh... <laughs> I have a guy friend that's kind of like that, and so I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I relate to that. But the thing is, like, I don't call him when I need any advice on everything in my life. Like, just like when I want to chat. Like, you know, <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, so yeah, I gave it, it's probably generous, but I gave it two stars. I didn't want to die or anything, but it was just not great. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with 2.5. Yeah. Just cause I related to her struggle. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. So next we have the Christmas pact and this is, this is movie is about these two friends at the beginning of the movie, they're little kids and they uh, set this Christmas pact that they're going to they're going to get together at this Christmas tree uh, every year, and they're going to say this. They have this like whole chant and everything, and then they're going to say their wish for that year around the Christmas tree. And then it follows them for many years <laughs> uh, through their teens, twenties, all different relationships that they each one have. Of course, they're like really in love with each other the whole time. And so, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, this, this has been done quite a bit, uh, but what did you think of it? I think it dragged this movie. Like, honestly, I had so much trouble like finishing it. And some of the, like, well, they weren't even, like, flashbacks, I guess you'd consider them. Just, like, they were going through time. I was like, this is so boring. Can we get it over with? Get to present day. I'm not watching an episode of Doctor Who here. This is just, like, I'm like, guys, we're not time travel. It was just too much, like, oh, and then this happened, and then this happened. And also, I don't remember the outfits in the 90s being that ridiculous. I know I was a small child, but I feel like I would still have nightmares if people actually dressed like that in the 90s. But her hair was legit. Yes. (laughs) I loved her 90s hair. Like, I dream of hair. It was just weird. You know, I actually liked this one. I thought it was really sweet. And I think the, the thing, I can see that it could be boring. It, it's not it's not reinventing the wheel, but I just really liked the two leads a lot. And I actually thought they had pretty good chemistry. And I liked her especially. She was so cute. And I don't know, I felt like there was enough in each sort of segment to kind of move it along. It's not the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life, but I don't know. I liked it. I thought they were so cute and adorable uh, that it it won me over, I guess. <laughs> leads, Kyla Pratt and Jared Joseph are the leads. And I thought they were really sweet. And it was fun. Uh, there's this show called A Different World, which was a spinoff of The Cosby Show. And I loved The Cosby Show in its heyday. And uh, Different World was a really good show too. And her parents were like, an, played by an iconic couple of Different World. Uh, they're, on the show, they were Dwayne and Whitley. And so that was kind of fun. It's like, oh, Dwayne and Whitley. This is so fun. Yay. I could have used even more of them. Uh, but they were cute, I thought. 
and that was um, Jasmine Guy and Kadeem Hardison. Those are their names. And so, yeah, I actually, I enjoyed it. I thought it was sweet. Uh, but, I agree that they had good chemistry. I yeah. think the two mains had good chemistry. I do agree with that, yeah. Yeah. So I give it 3.5 stars for me. I'm going to give it a two. Mm-hmm. Well, I can understand that. So I, the last one that I saw is called Christmas Cupid's Arrow. And this uh, is about this... Uh, She's, it's, it's basically like a Cyrano de Bergerac kind of thing. There's this app called Christmas Cupid's Arrow and this literature professor signs up for the app and she ends up meeting this guy named David who uh, is, um, I mean, she ends up meeting uh, this guy. I can't remember his name. She ends up meeting this guy and, and he is really, really handsome, really charming uh, but he's not the best with words. I forget what he says at the beginning uh, that he calls her, he's, he compliments her teeth, which is sort of weird. Um, and then he, there's this more normal looking guy who is this professor, works uh, for her school. And so, they, but they're friends, uh, these two guys. And so the, the handsome guy ends up getting a getting advice and poetry and different things from the normal looking guy. And so it's like this Cyrano de Bergerac kind of thing. And that would all have been fine. But this movie, I mean, I'm pretty tolerant of bad filmmaking in these movies. <laughs> but this this was too much for me. Like the sound the sound in the movie was so bad. Everything echoed. You could hardly hear what characters were saying sometimes, both because of music and also because literally you could hear like any, any movement. Like if they uh, if they moved their feet back and forth or, or whatever, it was so loud and just all the technical stuff was so bad. The lighting was so bad. The, the makeup even was bad. Everything was bad. It was just a terribly made movie and I just couldn't forgive it. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, like I said, it was hard sometimes to even hear what the characters were saying because the sound was so bad and echoey and it sounded like they were like recording it in a tunnel, half a star. It, it really was unwatchable. So, sorry, there, Ion. <laughs> um, so yeah, there you go. So you saw, it was technically on Hallmark, but we're not gonna cover it because it's not a, a true movie, but you saw something special on Hallmark that you wanna talk about? Yes, so um, Amy Grant's Tennessee Christmas was a special on Hallmark where she sang and told a heartfelt stories, and I love Amy Grant. My name is Amy, and I'm named after Amy Grant, so anything Amy Grant is just fantastic to me, and it was so heartfelt, and the singing was amazing, as always. Amy is a fantastic singer, um, but there were just so many heartfelt stories throughout the special, and one specifically that stood out to me was... Um, a kid that I guess had uh, gotten Amy's groceries and there was something about him that like sparked her interest and um, she had him come and work um, on this camp that she, uh, I don't know if she owns the camp or runs the camp or whatever, and he ends up becoming like a drum instructor instructor at the camp and love it, finding out he loves to work with kids and stuff and it was just so cute and so heartfelt and there was kids and singing yeah. and it was just adorable and um yeah it was just nice <laughs> that sounds so good i can't wait to see it. i also have like, this kind of a special relationship with amy grant because 
I, growing up, my mom didn't like any music that I liked at all. My, my parents pretty much only like classical music. They're pretty picky when it comes to any other kind of music. And, but Amy Grant, because she had Christian albums and everything's like that, that was the one, I guess, that we both liked and we both kind of, she approved of. <laughs> and so, you know, I would just, I, I would put it on all the time because it was just kind of approved of music. And I love her music and I love uh, her albums and her Christmas albums have really just become uh, probably, she's probably more famous for her Christmas albums than even her other albums. I mean, they're, yeah. amazing. They're great there albums. Be, um, a lot of people, when I say like, oh, I'm named after Amy Grant, and they'll be like, who? And I'll go play one of the songs from her Christmas yeah. album. And they'll yeah. be like, oh, like, but they never knew it was Amy Grant. They just yeah. know the Christmas song. So like Breath of Heaven or something like yeah. that. Who, I'm going to say this now. If anyone ever gets the opportunity to see Amy Grant live, do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. She is fantastic. My dad took me for my 12th birthday. I've never like seen her live. Took me. It was um, an Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith concert, which I've seen Michael W. Smith quite a few times live. He's also amazing. But yeah, I've seen him before actually too. <laughs> but Amy Grant is fantastic live and everyone should see her and just be awed by her voice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Definitely. I really want to see her for sure. And she's just, she's, she is great. So uh, that's cool. I definitely, I have it on my DVR. I just haven't had time to watch it <laughs> and to make time for a Christmas Cupid's arrow. I says too, unfortunately. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so out of these ones we talked about, which one would be your favorite? Um, um, I guess a twist for Christmas. I'm gonna yeah, say that was pretty good. Uh, I think Very Nighty Christmas is probably my favorite of these. It was pretty funny to me. It made me laugh. So, uh, that was probably my favorite. But I did. That's probably my second favorite is Twist of Christmas or Christmas Pact, which I liked. Yeah. So there you go. My favorite of non Hallmark holiday films still remains Christmas Perfection. Because it was perfection, in my opinion. I just love it. And uh, so it'll be fun to to meet again next week and talk about some more. We're getting, uh, we've got two more weeks basically left. And uh, it's going to be, gonna be so hopefully they usually save the, even the best for last. So I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That is this week's uh, non-Hallmark Report. And it was pretty fun. And so thanks so much, Amy. You're the best. It was so much fun to talk about these and to suffer through some of them together. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So how can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Amy Craig and on YouTube, youtube.com slash Weekend All Stars, which I have no idea when this podcast is going out, but there will be a video on my channel of me and Rachel talking about our top five Hallmark so far from the Christmas slate. So if you guys want to go check that out, it's on my channel. It's day seven of Vlogmas. Yes, check out our channel. Come on, people. It's really fun. And uh, so definitely do that. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. I do family movie nights every single Monday. And I this week I had uh, my pick uh, for my first Christmas pick uh, was Trading Christmas, which is my favorite Hallmark movie, uh, Christmas movie. So uh, check out that review and we'll have holiday reviews all month on Mondays. So, 
anyway, check that out. And uh, also we'll be having reviews of Mary Poppins Returns and a bunch of other fun stuff on my channel. Then make sure you're subscribed to Homeworkies Pod all over social media. And, uh, and uh, make sure you listen to our episode covering last week weekend's movies with Casey, me, Casey, and Lisa. That was really fun. Also had a interview this week with Mark Taylor, uh, who's in Memories of Christmas this weekend. So check that out. Been a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun talking to him, getting to know him. And uh, so a lot of fun stuff coming up. We also have tomorrow, uh, our, my interview, our interview with Nina Wyman is, is up. It's our third interview with Nina. She is our first interview we ever had. So she is in the Three Charmers Club along with Catherine Disher. So pretty amazing. They are the true queens of Hallmark as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, a lot of fun stuff coming. And um, let us know what you thought of any of these movies if you got to see them. So thanks so much. And uh, we will uh, talk to you all later. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>